Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Shafer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, Internet. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 125. I am your stupid awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade and Wicked Anime. And I'm actually surprised I have my voice today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you went to see Queens of the Stone Age last night, right? Yes. Yep, Queens of the Stone Age. It was them and Royal Blood, who I'm going to predict are going to be headlining their own arena shows in the near future. They are so awesome. Wow, nice. Yeah. And we also have the fangirl Victoria with us. Hi. Yay. She's, yeah, it, Yay. it has been a while. We've been. I get psycho busy at work and like, I can't even say it's wedding season because it's always freaking wedding season. But on top of that, I'm so scared for the next few months. I work in a bakery and Thanksgiving's coming. Oh yeah. Got so <sighs> many turkey cookies to make. We actually make, there's turkey bread, there's turkey cookies, there's turkey, there's actually Thanksgiving gingerbread houses, not even kidding, but it's pies. We make lots and lots and lots and lots of pies. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like the right about, it sounds like the right time to start up that nakery of yours. <laughs> Have I told you that one of the bakers, or one of the decorators would come with me and do that in a heartbeat? Yes. He loved the idea yes. of it. <laughs> I was like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> or my, my struggle. Yeah. He's like the top decorator, though, so he's pretty cool. He's also super freaking nerdy. <laughs> Perfect. Now, uh, so this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, we are going to be talking about more shows from the season because now everything has premiered. There's a whole bunch of shows that we haven't talked about from the last episode, and we're going to spend the majority of the time in what we're watching anyway, so we might as well make that our topic and kind of make it a part two for this season of anime. Um, mm-hmm. So before we get into that, I need to uh, find news bell, Chun. It's going to be um, Victoria takes notes on what she needs to start watching. Oh, there's a lot this season. There's actually a lot of really good stuff. 
Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I feel like the mo- mo- the stuff that we haven't talked about yet has been like the best stuff. That's right. And would you agree, Newsbell Chan? <laughs> and Whistlecoon. What the hell was that? <laughs> Whistlecoon. <laughs> Which, by the way, you have been away for too long, especially because now we got our first piece of fan art of Whistlecoon. And yeah. Um from Wicked Fan Ian, who actually sent us the drawing, the initial drawing of the Nakery. Um, no. Yeah, so he now sent us a, for our first official drawing of News Belchon and Whistlecoon for uh, the first. Oh, but, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> Wicked Anime <laughs> Fan Art piece. I remember this person. <laughs> so. Uh, Ironically, who is also the person who gave us News Bell Chan to begin with. I was going to actually ask, yes. I was like, is that the person who gave you the present? Yeah. Um, so, thank you, Ian, for, for keep providing us with all of this really cool creative stuff. Like, just, like, yes. really creative stuff, right? Um, and speaking of fan stuff, I know that, like, I'm going to be expending pretty much all of our fan server stuff right off at the beginning because there's been a slew of outreach from people who have just been uh, sending us their mourning and uh, their condolences for our, our loss of wonderful fan uh, of waifus, Great Coon, the penguin, uh, yes. in the Tokyo Zoo. That was so freaking sad. Yeah. Like, my heart broke more for that. <laughs> Like, so sad, though. Like, my heart broke for that harder than Tom Petty's passing. Like, what does that say? I cried over a freaking penguin, you guys. Um, But the thing that uh, probably broke my heart even more was that the Tokyo Zoo kept... The thing they paint? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, not only... Because this was sent to us by Haru, one of our fans, um, and and waifu lover as well, uh, that they... Uh, they didn't take away the cardboard cutout of Hulu One's Grape Coon Pass. They actually replaced it with another cardboard cutout of Hulu to stand on that rock. But now there is a cardboard cutout of Grape Coon next to that Hulu. Really is... cute. Um, actually, <laughs> sorry, hold on. Um, <laughs> I do. I unfortunately, un- unfortunately, I found out that that picture that Haru sent us. Was actually photoshopped. It but was not. It, what it was was the the person who did the character designs, um, the same person who did Sergeant Frog, drew that special picture to put in a, a, a memorial shrine that they have set up for Grape Coon. They haven't set up a new cutout just yet, but there are a lot of people who are actually donating to the Tobo Zoo to actually make it happen. Yeah. Well, there actually is like a group Great Coon shrine. Um, they're they're leaving memorial stuff there. Like there actually is a memorial set up at the zoo, not necessarily in the exhibit itself, but like there's a table where they're putting pictures of Great Coon and Hulalu and flowers and stuff. Somebody tweeted it out. Um, it's yes. just like <laughs> the most amazing thing over a penguin who loved a piece of cardboard. <laughs> well, it is. I'm not denying that in the least. Yes, you did click the link I just sent you because it's a real. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm right now. But it's so cute. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you for starting with the sad story. Yeah, that's the picture. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, listen, listen. listen. I'm looking at 
audacity and the spikes are ridiculous. <laughs> it's all right. Look, look, look. He, Great Coon, despite his passing, is still bringing us joy. Listen, listen. And, you know, I wonder how much work it would it would take to make, like, Great Coon, like, the honor, an honorary saint of waifuism. <laughs> He is the one who embodied all of what we see as as fans of anime and waifus and everything like that. He was not afraid to show his his true emotions <laughs> towards Yes. Cute <laughs> though. The fan and art What I love too uh, is from this uh well no that's not fan art that's that's the actual creator's like special drawing that he made no no i was saying uh what i said is fan art yeah no no that isn't fan art that's the actual real that's the one that, i said yeah. yeah that's the legit one that is like the real that is seeing the legit one and this this is just this i mean it looks more like yeah no uh that's from the article. Okay, so I sent the article, and not the picture. Yeah, the um, that's Mini. Um, uh, what's his name? What What's their name? Mini Yoshiharu. Uh, the actual creator drew yeah, that. What I tried to send you was not that one. Yeah, I no. I what I was saying was that the fan art that has been created for it too is just like so sad. They're they're all like Evangelion references <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, this one has like it's got the pictures and it has the penguins from Madagascar crying together. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fantastic. Um, <laughs> you feel better? <laughs> Shut up! I'm not laughing at you. Yes, you are. <laughs> Only like fifty percent of it is laughing at you. What I like about the the official picture, the one that Mini Yoshizaki did, was that you'll notice that. Hululu and Grape Coon are wearing those purple armbands. Whenever an animal couple is brought to a zoo, they make sure that they have matching armbands so people know like who exactly is paired with what. So technically, it's as if the uh, create the uh, character designer has actually officially made them a couple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That is adorable. That that's like Self to stuff food down my throat, but oh my god, that's so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds breakfast at three o'clock in the or four in the afternoon. Okay, shut up. You know what this reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of? This is like totally bringing me back to when I watched uh, Bicentennial Man with with uh, Robin oh Williams. Oh my god, that and, movie's like, ending. The end of that movie when he's like a thousand years old and they officially declare him an actual human and he's like he dies the second before like he realizes that this is exactly what that reminds me of by the way i'm sorry for the spoilers of bicentennial man but like i bawled my eyes out during that movie yeah that movie was really sad i was not expecting that from a pg movie all right yeah Where pg movies are so supposed to have happy endings <laughs> this isn't Mrs. i mean doubtfire <laughs> that was pg-13 even still though Robin Williams in like a family comedy. Well, and yeah, anything he does is just amazing. Yeah, no yeah. Respect. Also, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yes, I miss I've you. Still, a lot of his comedy specials lately for some reason. <laughs> oh, those are golden. Oh, he's an amazing person. Yeah, he was. I I don't want to believe he's dead. I miss him too much. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Before we move on to some news pieces, I, I wanted to give, uh, point out 
something that I actually saw late night last night when I was watching TV. Uh, if some of you might have noticed that there has been an uprising in televised esports on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last night I was scrolling through uh, the the TV channels and I saw something on a channel that ended up being the Overwatch World Cup Championship. And it was teams from all over the world who were fighting head-to-head in, in Overwatch to, you know, win a million dollars or whatever to, you know, when they, when they be, be, become the best team in the world. What was the weird part about it uh, was that it was on Disney XD. What? Disney, Disney, Seriously? Disney XD for the next like week or so is playing at like nine o'clock and 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, they're, they're streaming it again. Disney XD is playing the, uh, the Overwatch World Cup. They must really be muting the microphones of those players well, while they're Yeah, you can't, you can't hear anything. It's, it's all of the announcers' uh, voices throughout the, the entire thing. But these people are insane Overwatch players. Like, the craziest I've ever seen. Um, it, it's, it's amazing how, how well some of these, these people play. Uh, kind of scary. But I, I just thought it was crazy in the first place that it was, like, you know, on Disney yeah. XD. It was like... Watch again. It's been so long. It has been quite a long. I time know. Here same well. here. Um, so I, I just wanted to make a quick aside to that while we were going through our early fan service and everything like that. It's time to get into some of the news stories that I have uh, put together. Which there's a there was a lot of great stuff that came our way uh, in the past couple weeks. So uh, did you know? Okay, so in in spite of the whole insanity that was the Szechuan sauce thing from Rick and Morty, when yeah, <laughs> they brought back the Holy shit show, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we had some some friends who actually went to McDonald's to try and get some. Um, it made Japanese news. Yeah, it made Japanese news. It was so crazy. Like, it, and they were confused about it. Sorry, we out crazy Japan. We did. Yes, we, out, we made Japan news, like national news Coming from America for once. Yeah, and yes, what the fuck? <laughs> so some some of it they had to explain, you know, Rick and Morty, and then they had to, you know, say like where this all was coming from. But then Japanese people were like, all excuse me, all around the country. Where, like, wait, they're going crazy about a sauce that celebrated a Disney movie that came out 19 years ago, you yeah. know, and they just, like, couldn't figure it out. And it was like, wow, the Americans, you crazy Americans, or, or you be crazy. <laughs> well, you know, Rick and Morty has been airing over in Japan. There is an official dub. I think it's airing on their equivalent of late night Cartoon Network Adult Swim. Yes. Uh, it has some sort of popularity over there. But it hasn't reached like the hardcore popularity the, that it has in the English speaking world. Yeah. Because it's not just popular here in America. It's like popular in like the UK, in South America. It's it's become a worldwide, practically a worldwide phenomenon, this show. Yeah. Yeah. It it has, which is really funny to think that uh have you been seeing the Facebook posts like online about the fans who are like, oh, Rick and Morty fans are the smartest fans in the world, which I have no idea where that even came from in the first place. Which was a little I mean, I can't picture you being the smartest people in the world watching it. Well, that's what they claim. The the same people who stood in line for five hours waiting for a twenty year old sauce at McDonald's say that they're claim themselves pay, like, a lot of money just to dip it. Some in dude sold his car to get a packet of that sauce. Yeah, uh, 
a gallon of like there was like a gallon that was being sold on eBay that sold for fourteen thousand dollars. I know the person who who actually um did that. He won. My buddy, the DCD, who is a game journalist, he hosts the, another retro gaming podcast. He was the one who sold that sauce, and the person who wound up buying it was motherfucking Dead Mouse. <laughs> no, well, yep. Guess what? That's yep. that's in that's within this news article. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> isn't it? Makes you say, <laughs> it makes you say, oh my god! Thank you for that uh, segue because our next uh, article was actually from Sora News that uh, th- there was this crazy uprising of people trying to figure out how do you say oh my god in uh, in Japanese, which. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like, I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was just, I think that uh, Joseph Joestar nailed it. Uh, oh my god. Um, but, and I think in Kinmosa too, she, one of the characters says it too, is like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, and they also did it in Azumanga Daio uh, with uh, uh, Osaka. She, there's one point in the show where she says oh my god um but like it, it the funny thing is is that it, it, there was just this intrigue article from sora news about uh you know I, all around the world french say oh on my do uh on my gut is from german and spanish oh dios mio you know but the translation in japanese is ah watashi no kamisama uh so there's no real there's no real, you know, smooth way to say it. So, so that's why they just say the English version. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's there's a couple different ways to say it, like nante kotoda, which is what a horrible thing, but it kind of works as oh my god. Okay. Aw- Awaga kamisama is oh my lord, uh, like as in oh my lord, what have you wrought? So it's like, <laughs> so so that one's like old English style. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or not old English, old ja- old like colonial Japanese style. Um, nante kota, which is the same thing as nante kotoda, which was the first one, uh, which is like what a horrible thing. Uh, what ha- about um? What about nandai? Oh, yeah, that could that could be a part of it too. Uh, same thing with like yabai, uh-huh. um, or uh, oh, well, I, oh, well, yabai. I've always thought of like oh crap, like that's the yabai is oh crap. Yeah. It, right here it says that that's kind of like it has a lot of translations, but it's like a wow or a whoa sort of thing. Like whoa, get by. Nandayanen is like what the heck, uh, which is it, it's an Osaka slang. Nandayanen, and then like there's the arama, which is kind of the feminine sort of softer version of oh my gosh or oh my goodness. So like arama. I found that really intriguing and funny that there are so many different ways to say it, but there's no right way to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's so, like how Eskimos have like 70 ways to say fish, but not a way to say hello. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I learned that in Animaniacs. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I think I remember that. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long week. Okay. <laughs> My brain is just broken. Meet yeah. Pinky in the brain who want to rule the universe. Good fetters flock together. Sloppy wipes them with their purse. Mutton stays in Dindy. Okay. <laughs> I have um, a brain pop figure. 
We had no script. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so next up, being that it is almost well for us recording this, it's almost Halloween. It's going to be far past Halloween by the time that you listen to this. But there was a also a survey that had gone out uh, asking what ladies and gentlemen are looking for in female Halloween costumes. Because in the United States, I don't know like if many of you know about the United States, if you're outside of the United States, but everything has pretty much just turned into, like, hey, let's wear as little as slutty possible. Slutty that, yep. slutty this and slutty yeah. that. So females in Japan, when they are going for a genre of costume, 41%. Let's let's do this. Let's take a guess. What do you think the most popular genre of costumes were in Japan for females? Um, Hamster girl. I was going to say a sailor scout. Uh no, okay. Uh that is fair. Like a magical girl type thing. Okay. Um actually it's horror. Females in oh, Japan Okay, I can see that. 40 41% say that they would want something horror themed like zombies, witches, etc. Um uh something like I guess like a, a magical girl or sailor uh would fall, probably fall down to anime or game or movie characters, which was only 20%, which came in fifth uh fifth place out of 6, which the lowest by the way was popular people like celebrities and stuff like that. Number four was animals, like bunnies, cats, etc. So, Evan, you're, you said hamsters. Uh, so, that was yep. 28% of the votes at, in fourth place. Fancy dress, like princesses and angels, 31% in third place. Second place was uniforms, like policewomen, nurses, or anything like that, 35 And then horror was 41% in first place. Now, guess what men wanted as the number one for their <laughs> list? What do you think Japanese men wanted to see their f- Japanese females dressing up as for Halloween? Their waifus. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the wasn't like a shrine maiden turned really popular for a while? Um, kind of. Some bathing suits, but mm, I don't think they're gonna want horror. No, very, very good. Actually, horror was down in fifth place. Uh, which, yeah, uh, which was 21% of the votes, but still the animal. Yeah. Okay. Actually animals didn't move. It was still in fourth place, but the, wow. the percentage was lower though. It was at 22%, whereas 28% of women dressed as animals. Um, you would think with the popularity of kimono friends, it would be a little bit higher. Yeah. Well, it might change over the year. Who knows? Um, in last place again, though, was popular people like celebrities and everything was 6.5%. So that didn't change between categories. Uh, number three for men was anime game and movie characters, uh, at 28%, uh, 20, 31.5% said fancy dress like princesses, angels and everything. So that was, uh, moved up one. And then number one was actually uniforms like police, women, nurses, etc. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. So thirty-three point five. And right there. Yeah, well, kind of, right? I mean, like I it's don't, like no, it's, not kind of. It's like that always role-playing stuff. Um, but then now we have uh, the question: What is the most important point to look at when you're in a Halloween costume? The uh, uh, options were how cute it is, how sexy it is, how realistic it is, how individual it is, and what uh, it, it doesn't fit in with my friends. What do you think the number one was for females out of those? Fitting in with friends. Um, the details. 
Uh, Victoria, you were right. Fitting in with friends. 54% of females said they'll pick their costume depending on how they fit in with their friends. Yeah, uh, you match with your friends as much as you can all the time. Right. Followed by, in second place, how cute it is with 49.5. How realistic it is uh, is third. How sexy it is is fourth. And fifth place, how individual it is. They don't really care. Which makes sense because it's opposite. Like, what are my friends wearing is number one. My last one is how individual it is. Yeah. That uh, friends is the one who's like i want mine to be different so yeah <laughs> so that so we have uh what are my friends wearing cute realistic sexy and then individual what do you think the order was for men uh sexy cute i'm going from like one to five sexy cute realistic fitting with friends interesting i think i kind of actually agree yeah, that that is a very uh, astute observation. I would think the same thing. However, number one was how cute it is. They preferred oh. cute over sexy, which was number two. I, yeah, fifty-one uh, percent of the votes went to how cute it is, and then actually it wasn't far behind with forty-seven percent of the votes. Saying, like forty-nine-ish, or like <laughs> yeah. So, so cute and sexy were pretty much up there, <laughs> but cute was all the way up there at the top. Um, fitting in with friends was number three, which was weird. Uh, unless like the idea is like they, that if they're in that friends group and they want to dress up with them, that would make sense. Uh, how realistic it is, is number four and last place, how individual it is. So at, why, why cute could have beaten sexy? Why is that? Well, if it's the guy's girlfriend, he would like her to be sexy for him, but not for other people. So he well, might- Okay. Okay. It's possible because, like, you'd rather they look cute and be like, "Oh, you look so cute." But if if she looks sexy, the guys are gonna be checking her out, and he's gonna have to beat him off. Like, yep. get the fuck away. Like, I could see that. Otherwise, I don't really get it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, that's that's <laughs> what pretty. I uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I I, I, did, I never thought of it that way, and that is that is so true. So. Uh, it didn't say whether or not the article was uh, specifically towards uh, single men or men dating other women, but yeah. I thought that was a funny article, and it was very appropriate for the time. That yeah, was... it's good timing, you know. Yeah. For us, anyways. Yeah. So Somewhat. I have another let statistic for us, uh, but this one is more universal, uh, which this one is Japan Japanese. We we in the last. Uh, article we had Japanese men ranking female costumes. Now in this article we have Japanese women ranking otaku obsessions that they could most forgive in a partner. So when, so when trick Japanese, question. So when Japanese women are dating their nerdy otaku boyfriend, what are the things that they could live with, and what are the things that they would break it off with? So, so okay. Probably make them break it off. <laughs> All right. So we have, there are a ton. There's 14 things on this list that, um, actually, technically there's 15. There's 15 things on this list that, uh, that they could put up with. And, uh, I, I, there's too many to name. Uh, let's see, uh, movies, manga, uh, Figurines, special effects, trains, cars, airplanes, bikes, railroads, video games, computer and internet, anime, idols, plastic models like uh, Gunma or Gunpla, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I know I went through the list really quick, but what do you think women said that they could most tolerate in their otaku when they're dating them? Like that they're okay with dating them still and they can be an otaku about this. 
Um, I'm going to probably say, like, playing video games, because with playing video games, you can, you know, have the girl join you and have some co-op fun with them. True. Yep. I'm going to say anime in general, because, honestly, I would... Not every girl is going to play video games. I am someone who... That's a great date for me, if the two of us sat here and play video games together. Yeah. But at the same time, it can be tricky, because if you kick his ass, he's not going to appreciate it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to kind of go anime. So, okay. Well, the, those are close to the top, but they're actually not as close to the top as you think. Gaming came in sixth place, saying oh. uh, 40% of women said that they could forgive that. Um, and anime came in fourth place with 44% of women <laughs> saying they could. Actually, number one on this list was movies. A movie otaku is totally cool because there's not as much stigma behind a movie uh, and everybody everybody watches movies. Like, you know? I think I can I understand that. Yeah, like, I don't. I can't even picture a movie otaku. That's why I didn't think of it. Like, like. Uh, okay. So have you ever seen Have you ever seen a uh, Hot Fuzz and the part where Nick Frost opens up that cabinet with all of his movies in it? And yeah, by, by the power of Grayskull, you have that. Could Could you tolerate that? Because or even or apartment, Jonathan. That is what, a, what James and I have. <laughs> What if you were like one of those hardcore Star Trek or Star Wars fans? Have you met uh, <laughs> uh, No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, does that count under as movies? Because that, cause, yeah, like, that's, like, I would say that yes. Star Wars that's, fans are like that movie otaku. Yeah, I feel like that's more of a sci-fi nerd than. I I agree too, but that's actually not in this category. Um. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, number thirteen on the list is special effects films otaku. Okay. Only eighteen point five percent of females said that they could. They could. Abed from Community. Yeah. Right. Kind of. Right. Yeah. I would. When they mean special effect, do you think maybe they might be talking more about like Japanese grindhouse <laughs> rather than the actual like CGI action packed sort? <laughs> that is a very distinct possibility, which is probably why it's only at 18.5%. That's what I'm thinking, because I don't know a lot of girls that are really into movies like Tokyo Gore Police, Police or The Machine Girl. There we go. There we go. Like, have fun with that. No, thank you. Hey, nope. You, no, it's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So number two this one didn't surprise me as much. A manga otaku. So manga in Japan is a very common thing. You will see businessmen and doctors on trains on their way to work reading manga. Um, you know, it's just a very common thing for every, yeah, for everybody to be yeah. reading manga. But even still, though, if you think about it, in uh, in America, nobody often reads comic books. You know, like they do manga in Japan. Like you never see some people like on the train in their daily routine just reading comic books. I mean, it happens, but not like this. You know. That's I talk to people on the train. Yeah, is when they're reading. I'm sorry, I'm not a normal person. <laughs> yeah, it's like in order to prepare oh, hey, for this. <laughs> I see that you're reading there. Let me talk to you instead of you reading. It's more like I need oh, to hey, read the next chapter of Pretty Pretty Princess R before my next surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hype manga. <laughs> <laughs> so number three. A forgivable uh, offense. 47% of women said that they would forgive their car otaku. Uh, Otaku that are grease monkeys that obsess over their cars. They Tokyo drift. 
anything like that. Number three. Because girls think that's sexy. Because a lot of girls do think that's sexy. She thinks my tractor's sexy. (laughs) So, to be honest, to me, if you're that obsessed with your car, is a turnoff. Yeah. It's I, not for everybody. Well, I, I feel like maybe. For me. Well, I that, again, this is like an American thing. Like we see people driving fast cars, like guys driving fast cars. We think, what is he compensating? Yeah, <laughs> over there it's different. Over, over there it's if different. A fast car goes by, we go sorry for your dick as they like drive away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we said number four was anime otaku. Forty-four uh, mm-hmm. percent of women said that that was cool. Uh, number five, computer and internet otaku. Number 43. <laughs> so spending all their time in an internet cafe, playing online games maybe. Who knows? That's literally most of my high school friends. Yeah, right? Uh, number six was the gaming otaku. 40% of women said that they were forgive their otaku for gaming all the time, uh, which I found kind of surprising. I thought that one was going to be way down, uh, but it wasn't. I guess video games are a bit more normalized than some of the stuff at the bottom of this list. Let's keep going. Uh, um, very sexist on it, too. Well, not sexist, but, like, you'd rather him home playing video games than out somewhere you don't know and cheating on you. <laughs> that is well, true. Yeah, I suppose so, because... Insight into the crazy woman's mind. Like, not all of us worry about that shit, but that's definitely a possibility of, like, yeah. maybe if he's going out with his friends, he's not really going out with his friends. If he's here on the computer playing a game, psh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay, uh, which <laughs> crazy woman's mind, which could probably fall into why number seven is lower than gaming otaku, uh, railway otakus, uh, otakus who obsess over trains and how they're made and everything like that. Uh, I like trains. <laughs> do, 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 do. I like trains. I, in my mind, like if you have a legitimate like of it and like that's what you want to go into for a career i think i could understand it if you just had yeah. a lot of plastic toy trains i think you had <laughs> choose a child not you know what you know what this is making me think of <laughs> this is making me think of a reverend lovejoy in the simpsons with his massive train collection <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm Where sounding we... like super shallow this is like i'm not this bad i promise like what pops to my mind like mm, no like no no <laughs> But Victoria, like going back to what you said before about like worrying about where he is. Where were you all night? I swear, honey, I was only looking at trains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not checking out the woman at the train station. He's checking out the sweet curves of that train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, below that, coming in at thirty-four point five percent, railway otaku was thirty-five point five percent of women said yes that that was okay. 34.5% below that is airplane otaku in the same way. Um, I would number he's into planes because then if he like ends up owning a private jet, hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. It's my aeroplane. <laughs> um, Coming off as like a shallow white bitch. Like, what the <laughs> Let's see, number nine, 34%, so only uh, 0.5% less said that they would tolerate a bike otaku, which uh, I suppose that makes sense, but I, I would feel like somebody who was obsessed with going on bike rides or or uh, cust- customizing their bike. All right, uh, talking bicycle, like bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. bicycle. As I was As I was saying that, I was wondering the same thing because I'm not sure. Do they I mean, mean detention or motorbike? Exactly. I don't know. 
That's a very good question. If it was, uh, like, mountain biking, then that would make more sense that I would expect it to be higher above railway and airplane. For a motorcycle, I don't know, because motorcycles, one, aren't really that popular in Japan, as far as I know. Mopeds are. Um, and, you know, small streetcars. At least I think. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask Andrew when he gets back how many motorcycles he saw on the road. Um, but also, there is... Like, maybe the fact that, you know, a motorcycle, like, I think a motorcycle is a great way to die. So, I... (laughs) James really wants one. Like, he's been, he's, ever since I met him, he's always talked about how he wants one. I was like, if you want one, you need to get me a tracker and let me know when you're out because I know you're going to crash and I'm going to have to fucking bail you out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just terrified of the idea of him having one and then dying in a ditch somewhere and I don't know about it. Like, I, that terrifies me. Right. If he dies in a ditch, you want to know about it right away. Well, I mean, like, I'd want to be able to send an ambulance instantly to go save him if there's a chance. Like, I that scares the crap out of me. And of course it does. Yeah. Like, so I could see that being a very much like, no, I don't want you to have that obsession. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a bad boy in a motorcycle, which is awesome. But at the same time, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting into the much lower numbers on this list. Number 10, uh, plastic models and models otaku. So like Gunpla and stuff like that. (laughs) 25.5% of women said no or or only said yes, that they would tolerate that. So 75, almost 75% of women said, no, I would not date somebody who is obsessed with plastic models and building uh, Gundams and all that sort of stuff. I play D and D, so I don't fit in that category because we need those <laughs> models. Yeah, that was a very important. Uh, uh, dragons and shit, you gotta fight, man. Yeah, a much this one at a number eleven, much higher. Twenty five percent of women said that they would tolerate an idol otaku. Which really, I thought, I'm yeah, surprised. I thought that one would have been way down. Okay. I thought that would be dead last. Okay, can you explain like? Like, I'm th- there's two different... My brain's going, like, they're obsessed with, like, a super idol person or, like, a god? No, no, no. Like, an idol. Like a, like a music idol. So, like, a pop star. Like, so, AKB48. Yeah. So, like, they could say, like, who's your favorite AKB48 member, you know? And then, you know, they would say, oh, I'm obsessed over this person. I'm going to buy thousands of CDs so that they can be the lead singer of the band in their next CD. Uh, and then uh, they try to trash them and get arrested for it. There were 25% of women who said, yes, that's okay. Do they not realize that guy's probably gay? (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get that guy, honey. That was, so that was interesting. I thought that women would be a lot less tolerant of that. I thought that it would, that would be down like 10% maybe, or or maybe even lower than that. Um, So... 20 uh, but below that this was also surprising i thought this one would be higher 21.5 percent of women said that they would tolerate military and survival games otaku so like airsoft and paintball and those sorts of things uh James, they don't like people on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very tolerant person victoria uh, well he puts up with my edward Ulrich obsession so it's fine <laughs> perhaps it's more of them being like i don't want to be with someone that's gun crazy yeah, that's true. Uh, well, airsoft guns are different. I know, but I'm just saying, like, what if they get, they're worried if this guy gets really mad. And I know they're not lethal, but they still hurt like hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the trick, is you've got to know where he hides them so you can shoot him with them when he's being an idiot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, um, my 
James an airsoft vest for our anniversary, and it was mostly so that I can shoot him with it now. So <laughs> it works. <laughs> James just always be wearing that at all times. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his airsoft gun's pretty cool. I've actually yet to shoot it. Most because we have carpets and lots of small animals that will probably eat the BBs if we don't get them first. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want Blaze thinking. I'm... Blitz. 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 I'm sorry. I got the name. Actually from a military game. So I am very, like, tolerant of all this shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, next one on the list, uh, which I said already, special effects films, Otaku, which 18.5% of women said that they would tolerate that. Uh, We haven't just decided whether or not that means, like, the Avengers and Star Wars, a special effects film, or if that means Tokyo Gore Police and uh, the likes, Um, like the Grindhouse mix of both it could be a mix of both but i'm wondering which one puts you put uh women in the mindset to say for almost 80 percent of them to say no or more than well okay actually i can give an actual life experience with this because um back in 2009 i brought a couple of my female friends that are from japan we were going to go to the top street fair but before that we went to the opening weekend screening of zombie land and they were not fans of the zombie land yeah i mean good yeah but they but remember they're from japan they don't get the humor of like bill murray and why that was such a big deal yeah and that would like, be that would be like if it was a japanese film they would go to beat takashi's house or something like that yeah i get you so i mean i personally i i enjoyed that movie i but i can't do lots and lots of gore i'm slowly trying to even get myself to watch Supernatural because <laughs> everyone says it's amazing and everyone's obsessed with it. All my best friends love it. So I'm in like the first season. I'm getting through it. I have to look away from most of the, most of the things that happen. <laughs> Tumblr but, loves it. <laughs> yeah. Tumblr is a huge fan of it. So I'm- Ash versus Evil Dead is the better show. I'm just saying. What is it? Ash versus Evil Dead. Are the boys as pretty though? Uh, one no. guy's really good looking the the uh latin guy is but uh bruce campbell uh depends if you are into guys with big chins <laughs> he's like he's that square yeah he's that square jaw chin guy uh all right and coming in dead last with 18 percent of women only 18 percent of women saying that they would tolerate this figurine otaku uh which is a problem for yes for andrew <laughs> <laughs> Which most of his figurines, to be fair, are in storage now and are not seeing the light of day anymore. Um, wow. But he will he will one day see probably see them again. Who knows? Play uh, them. So now, what do they mean? But like, like, do they mean like Nendoroid? Because I do collect some Nendoroid, but like they're more adorable yeah. looking, but they're not like sexy. Anything like this, I would imagine, means statues that take up space on the shelf that you put up there to just look at and admire, and they just sit there. That is my guess. Uh, anything that you just put on your shelf, <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah. I like them, too, but... Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's different cultures, different yeah. mentalities, different mindsets. Mm-hmm. And now... This question to be set in America and see what happens... Yeah, that's true. Now, um, there were 10.5% of women on this list who said no to all of these, said that they do not tolerate any otaku of any kind, which for me, 
that sounds like 10.5% of Japanese women are just straight up no fun at all. So, (laughs) guess who's gonna die alone? You are! (laughs) Hey, they are not going to die alone. They are going to have thousands upon thousands of cats. (laughs) Who are going to eat them after... (laughs) I could see a guy trying to impress one and, like, literally just hiding everything and then she opens the closet and just finds all of it and, like... (laughs) Yeah see it uh kind of picturing that there's like that anime the kiss him not me one yeah uh and like the the first i was only able to get through some of it and i was like oh my god this is so annoying but uh they opened the closet and just everything was piling out of them like that's that's what i picture just you pretending not to be an otaku and it just you can't hide it you can't it's just it's part of your life and you either find someone who accepts it or you're just screwed and alone (laughs) (laughs) Those two, don't, those two things don't go together, Victoria. By the way, um, so, Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, later in this article, I found out what it means by special effects films. Oh, okay. The common rider films. Oh, really? So like, so like, new age Sentai and Tokusatsu films. That's what it means by fe- special effects films. Which is interesting because a lot of the anime that we watch, like the female characters, are hardcore into the Sentai stuff. Yeah. Like in New Game. Well, they're probably fabricated by male characters, Evan. Just saying. <laughs> you mean male writers? Male writers, yeah. Well, they characters too, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, um, so there we have it for for our statistics for this week. That was a lot of statistics. That um, was a lot of statistics. <laughs> and Death on Belly is just a statistic! I'm not a slave! Okay. <laughs> so, um, before we go on to our topic of what we're watching this season, uh, again... I want to very quickly go through a Andrew update of sorts so that he is doing phenomenal. Uh, He has been all around. I'm not going to say everything because there's going to be probably an episode or two of Andrew coming back and telling us all about his Japanese adventures. But there were a couple things that I needed to uh, point out, which uh, he uh, sent me. A while back, he had he got Japanese pizza while he was there. So for thirty dollars, he got to try a salmon and mushroom pizza, which uh, he said that it was good. It's he said that it seemed like it was a really good place. Uh, he went through. He went to a, a secondhand manga store, which he found uh, the Junji Ito books that are only sold in Japan and not released here. So he finally has the other side of his Junji Ito. Uh, nice, which is cool. He came across the new volume of Monster Musume that is only released in Japan but not here, which he's sad about because he can't get it because eventually he is going to get the English one. He's not going to buy a Japanese one while he's there because he actually wants to know what's going on. So, Well, um, no, he should have bought it and then he could have learned Japanese by reading the English version and the Japanese version. Well, that is absolutely true. Uh, but Shame on you, Andrew. <laughs> Why did you think of that? He sent me a picture the other day of a vending machine that had one of the very famous uh, Tommy Lee Jones ads on it, because Tommy Lee Jones is all over Japan. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I should talk about this. I'm going to, anyways. So one of the nights that he was there, 
uh, his first nights in Japan, he went to one of those uh, cafes that had, it was a sushi bar that had one of those rolling tracks going around it. And he, it was the first time that he ever tried it and he really liked it. But get this, every time you finish one of those plates, you can take the plate and put it into a little slot that every five plates that you put into the slot, it puts you in a raffle to win something out of a gotcha machine. And there's a there's a TV next to the booth that you're sitting at that's playing all these little animations. And every time you put a plate in, it plays an animation saying whether or not you won something. And the place that they were sitting at had these little Dragon Ball Z pins in it. And they won two while they were there at the restaurant. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I thought that was very funny. He got to eat at a at a soba place that was old fashioned. He sat on the floor and he said it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> because he is he said the tables were not built for scottish highlander vikings uh so <laughs> so it was very hard and his legs were dead by the end of the meal so so it was kind of like that bit from nichi joe so you actually have to like grab the, the soba noodles as it's pouring out or no 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 not that uh it was not one of those ones that came down one of the flumes or anything. It was a regular restaurant, but that served it. But the the uh, the floor, you know, sitting on the tatami mats on the floor was super uncomfortable. Um, that would have been cool, though. That would have been awesome. By the way, <laughs> An- while Andrew's in Tokyo, he literally only has an hour's worth of Wi-Fi a day because otherwise he's out shooting his movie. Um, yeah. yeah. And so there's literally only an hour in the entire day where he sends me in a buttload of animation. Uh yeah. So the film that he's working on, he's uh, I have no idea what it's about. I don't think he did until he was there. Um, but he works is working as the assistant director, script supervisor and prop and set manager. Damn. Um, wow. Yeah. So he uh, he's got quite a bit of an undertaking and uh, he was super happy about it. Uh, he, he's, he's enjoying it a lot, but he thinks that he, he thinks that he, he might've taken on a lot and he's, he's kind of stressed about it, but otherwise I haven't heard anything about it since then. So it, it seems like he's doing pretty well and it's been a week. So let's see. Um, he has, he sent me a couple quick stories, um, well, along with the Tommy Lee Jones vending machine that he had uh, from the boss coffee. And that's no, that's what Tommy Lee Jones uh, advertises. It's something called Boss Coffee. Yeah, and... I've I actually saw a few of the ads for Boss Coffee while I was in Japan ten years ago, and I'm shocked that he still does those ads. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew uh, bought a whole slew of um, rabbit junk um, shirts before he goes. The band that he really likes, which is a really awesome band if you haven't listened to it, but mm-hmm. their their logo is a really is is called the Murder Bunny. And so it's like a picture of a bunny's head and it's got sharp teeth and scary eyes and everything like that. And as he was on set one day, he just he, he thought it was very funny and endearing to have the uh, actress who was working with him on set just point at his shirt and go, oh, Usagi Kawaii. Um, <laughs> he said that it was so cute and really funny to be in that moment of having a, you know, a Japanese local comment on his shirt as, you know. Just as like an everyday life thing, it's like ah, I'm experiencing Japanese <laughs> interactions with people. So the, is it, is this person going to be his future wife? <laughs> probably not. Probably <laughs> not. He probably would have told me that otherwise, um, but I don't think so. Put her down for her number. She was <laughs> awesome. We had dinner after. <laughs> I probably would have heard those sorts of things, but I haven't. So, um, uh, 
And then there was one night where he was leaving a Lawson's. Yes, Andrew actually got to go to a Lawson's. Yeah, uh, those he, places are cool. He, he he went to a Lawson's and he saw a hawk flying overhead while uh, like he was just walking down the street fr- away from it, minding his own business, going back to the and a hawk flew overhead. And he was like, oh, wow, that's super cool. Up until the moment where he realized it wasn't a hawk, it was a bat. So... <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run! <laughs> Which, oh, uh... Cool. A bat is scary, even though it's smaller than a hawk, but still. No, no. <laughs> no, that's the whole point of the story. It was a hawk-sized bat. Fucking run, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You met Dracula in Japan! Get the fuck out of there! <laughs> Alucard. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... He is uh, working with uh, an actor on set, too. His name is uh, Daiki, and they were talking about manga while they were on set, and he was talking about how he liked Naruto and One Piece. Um, and But everybody in Asia, really, or in all Asian countries, but especially Japan, like Naruto and One Piece. But uh, So Andrew was asking him uh, the hard questions about manime. He was talking about, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which he, which he was like, yeah, I'll watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He just finished the third arc, which is a good one to finish. Uh, and then he was like, have you seen Hokuto no Ken? And he was like, that was, like, one of his favorites. Uh so- made a new bff out there then pretty much which is good because he's going to be working on (laughs) working with him on set um so yeah uh but he's saying that he's got like a thousand pictures to show me and hopefully he'll upload them uh to the uh wicked anime page when we're done or when he's back and he's settled in a thousand pictures in a hour-long wi-fi gap good luck (laughs) (laughs) it's probably not that much but uh even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I I feel like maybe the next episode when Andrew returns, we should all be together in the same room doing that Wicked Anime episode. I think so, too. Andrew Bai in Japan episode? Yeah, I think so, too, because I think that that's also going to be the same weekend as Rhode Island Comic Con, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Possibly. So we'll have to find out. We're going to... You're that close. It, yeah, it is. It's really close. Um, 
So, oh, here's a couple fan service things while we're at it that Andrew sent. Uh, he found the manga that Temsu had told us about so long ago called Delicious in Dungeon. That one that's like a D&D dungeon, like uh, how to pick up girls in a dungeon, but it's also a mix of food wars. Um, where, you know, uh, explorers go into the caverns or, or dungeons, slay a monster, and then make a meal out of it. Um, he found those books in a secondhand store. So, uh, Temsu, Andrew has fulfilled a, uh, a fan service request since, uh, being in Japan. He, I don't isn't, know if he bought Isn't it, it the premise of, isn't it a premise of that video game Battleship Brigade? Uh, is it? I don't know. I... Yeah, it's that new Adult Swim game that's coming out where you hunt for the animals and then you cook them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Someone asked me to do that once in college. Yeah. Like my my floor partner was a hunter and he, like like he'd go out with his family and he was like yeah if I bring home a, um like a quail will you cook it I was like no <laughs> what <laughs> he's like well I'll take care of like the gross stuff I'm like no I don't wanna <laughs> last um last story before we move on to a uh what we're watching slash Tapagachi um, <laughs> into the <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one is really close to my heart, especially because he had been there for so, like, he, he's been gone for four weeks now. He's got two weeks left. Uh, and they were, they, they finished shooting early one day. So they went to a mall in Japan and there was an arcade there and he came across a, uh, arcade machine in there called, in Japan it's called Gun Bullet X. Uh, but in the States, some of you might know it as Point Blank. Um, which is an arcade machine from Andrew, mine and Andrew's youth. And he was missing me a lot while we were over there. And he was missing all of us, granted. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, our, twin tuition, half. our twin tuition has kind of been severed since he's been over there. Um, but he, but, <laughs> but he. Uh, it's just so cute. He misses his brother. I'm sorry. I'm five. Go ahead. <laughs> he, he came across Gun Bullet X or Point Blank in the arcade, and he's like, that made me miss you even more. So he spent the next hour playing Gun Bullet X in a Japanese arcade, and uh, he's still got all the same skills that he had from 10 years ago when we were actually playing this in arcade, so much so that there was a small group of people gathering around him to watch him play this game. Oh, wow, please tell me someone <laughs> I hope so. I don't know, uh, but yeah, he he was in the arcade playing an arcade, and this is what he wanted. Like this is he wanted he wanted to <laughs> really he wanted to go into an arcade and play Tekken and have people watch him play Tekken. But I think this is a pretty good start with him going and just having people like watch him play uh, Gun Bullet X. Like that's pretty cool. That's that's a pretty cool neat. Thing. Yeah. Uh, um. By the way, they're in the middle of a tsunami right now. But uh, he said not to worry. It's not as it's not Karate Kid too bad. Um, so okay. <laughs> so he actually sent me a really bad quality video of him walking down the street in the tsunami winds, and like the video just sounds like as he's walking down the street. But uh, <laughs> and and you can see his his shirt blowing in the wind and everything <laughs> like that. But yeah, it was good. So let's uh, let's move on to our Tapagachi slash what we're watching, which is the part two of our fall season of anime. Um, so Evan, you've been watching some new stuff, right? So the show I've been waiting for all fall 
And this is the show that I'm going to be writing about, or rather, I've already written about for the must watch, and that is the Ancient Magus's Bride. Yes. Okay. Now, that's literally the top of the list of things I want to watch because this lo- it looks really cool. It is gorgeous. Like, this looks like the best thing Studio Wit has ever done. And Studio Wit's the same people who did Attack on Titan and Rolling Girls and Welcome to the Ballroom. This is like top tiered gorgeous animation that this series has there and the characters are so amazing they have this sort of like Gilmore del toro style to the creatures yeah like there's a uniqueness there's a little bit of a scariness but there's a warmth that these creatures have that you would see in one of del toro's movies right and i love the story i think it's really interesting seeing this girl like she say willingly sell herself into slavery because she found her life to be worthless. And like one person, and then someone comes and was like, well, if you find your life worthless, well, not, why don't you sell it to somebody else? And so this guy, th- this ancient Magus comes in, buys her, makes him, makes her his apprentice and future wife. And just, the first three episodes of this show have been outstanding because I've been watching the the prequel throughout the entire year because there was a three-episode prequel show that aired in theaters in Japan and was posted on Crunchyroll, and that alone was gorgeous. That had me hooked on the series enough. And, man, I don't know if, I don't know if you've watched it yet, John. I think, it, personally, it might be the best of the fall. Yeah, I, um, okay... I, so I've seen one of the prequel episodes and I loved it, but I never got back into finishing it because it took so long right? for the which other I've, episodes to come out. Which I made a comment of in my piece. Yeah. Um, now, do you have to watch those prequel episodes no. before you watch the series? No. No. no because, the, because the prequels, because the prequel doesn't tell her entire backstory. It tells of an episode that happened when she was a kid. You find out more about uh, Chisei as you're watching the actual series. Okay. So you don't need to watch the prequels that came out last year, right? No, it, no, a, you don't. Okay. I'm I'm incredibly intrigued. Like, it's at the top of my list of things I want to check out. But, yeah, so watch like, it. It's honestly, like, at the moment, it, I'm kind of making it as we talk about things. That was the one that I was like, oh, damn. I've been seeing clips of it online. It's like, I want to check this out. One of the shows that I was watching... Um, was a new horror series called King's Game. And this show is so intense and so stressful. Um, it's a little, if not a little cliche with the um, classroom horror stuff. So what King's Game is, is this dude, he goes to a new school and he doesn't want to get to know anybody. Or anything like that. He wants everybody to stay away from him and whatever. And then, simultaneously, everybody in the classroom gets a text at the same time that has a command on it. And it says, this person in the classroom has to do something, or has to do A, B, and C to this person. Otherwise, they will be punished. This is the King's Game. And what the King's Game is, is it's a, like the students get a series of texts on their phone. And they have to, uh, they have to follow the commands. Otherwise, they're going to be killed. And well, some of the, th- 
And some of the things are really grotesque. Like, like some of the things are like, okay, this male student has to grope this female student's breast, which is really disturbing in the first place because they make it like super realistic and it's not like some cutesy anime thing where it's like, ah, I gotta grow breast. No, it's like, like sexual harassment sort of. So Harvey Weinstein level. Here. <laughs> wow, yeah, I made uh, him cough with that one. <laughs> sorry, no, I was, <laughs> yeah, that one kind of took me off guard. Yes, um, so. <laughs> but then there's also like this person has to have sex with this person which is like a super and they make the whole thing like right there in the fucking classroom uh, yeah from what i heard it's kind of like there's a there's it's time so like if you don't i give you this command on this day and if you don't do it by midnight then you are going to be punished quote they, unquote in some well, way for showing the text to the person and being like hey nope no they Nope, they all have to, they all have to, but the problem of it is, is like, most of them are like, no, this is stupid, it's just a prank, you know, somebody, like, we're we're really not gonna die or be punished, so nobody actually believes that it's a real thing, um, so he, so, like, they don't do it, and then, like, most of the characters in the show so far have died by being hung, and so, like, they'll leave a room, like, it'll be midnight, and they'll leave a room, and then they'll, and then somebody will go check on them, and then they'll be hanging from the ceiling by, like, a belt or a rope or something like that, which is, and it's, and it's grotesquely horrifying, like, like, the, like, the characters who have hung themselves, like, their eyes are bulged, and, like, their tongues are sticking out, and, like, they've, they've urinated on themselves, it's like, it's like not, I'm good, <laughs> it's like not, romanticized in any way whatsoever it's like no this person hung themselves this is what it looks like when you hung your hang yourself like you remember in the first uh uh, final destination movie when that dude uh like the death gets him by like being hung in his shower um it it was kind of like that if you i don't don't know if you've seen no i remember that Um, scene that was kind of grotesque that was awful but that's what it's like that's what it's like watching this um like how do you modify like suicide like that you can't you don't. Well, you can't, and they don't. Right. I'm just, just. I'm saying just saying. That, like, I'm just saying. For our listeners, it's yeah. like there's no way you can mollify and make this any cutesy. Yeah. They went hardcore with the detail of this. The, yeah, the thing that uh, that I'm, I'm saying, like uh, you, you don't have to go. Like, but the thing is, you don't have to go to the detail of the w- what this show does. Like the like the bloodshot eyes with the tongue forcefully sticking out, with like them them like letting loose of all their excrements of their body when when you kill yourself like they go through all those details with every character that kills himself um then there was like in the in the latest episode there was a character one of the king's uh uh requests was that you have to like this person and this person have to get classroom votes against each other so the entire class is going to vote who they like better and the person with the least amount of votes votes is going to get punished, and um, and so it pitted one character against the other, and uh, the person who lost uh, got punished, or, or said they were going to get punished for losing the vote, but it, they didn't want to be hung. They were afraid of being hung, so instead they just instantaneously just jump out of the window of the classroom and they fall like five stories to their death. Uh, and, like, it shows them splat on the ground and everything, and their bones are all broken and mangled on the ground and everything. And then they get a text saying, oh, this person's punishment is they have to tell a secret about themselves. 
Jesus Christ! Yeah, so, like, this show is going to, like, crazy levels of, like, messing with your mind. And it's really hard because the texts go by really fast, so I had I have to keep pausing the anime so that I can I can read what the texts are on the phone. Um, but like, it's just like so crazy, bloody, gruesome, gory, and you know, students are turning on each other. Some are like doing things out of desperation that are very. It's a very uncomfortable show to watch at times. Um, but I, I can't, and I can't really tell whether or not I like that about it or if it's going too far. You know mm. what I mean? Right, Because right. I, mean, I feel like that if it's a late night show like this, then high school students may be watching it, but I feel like it's for a more late night crap. Excuse me. A more late night crowd, which is more of an adult thing. And the fact that high schoolers have to do these things to each other or to themselves is kind of like it's kind of iffy on like what the grounds for watching this are, you know, because like there are some some characters in the show who have to like like do sexual things to each other. And that's like, I can't, I don't want to watch this. This is like, right. This, this is like super uncomfortable and super uncalled for. But I, I think that they're going for that grotesque factor of the show. Um, it's a very interesting show. I am going to keep watching it because I'm just so intrigued to see if there's something hardcore panel worthy of it. There, there may be, there may be, uh, something very hardcore uh, about it, but the thing is, is like you have to watch an entire episode in order to get the real hardcore factor out of it, you know. So, so maybe uh, it might show up as like a um, what do you want to call it? Like a montage, like one kind of kind like, of like maybe yeah. within like like the what you're about to announce. What's the next category in the hardcore anime panel? Y- yeah, yeah, kind of like that. So, something like that you take clips out of or whatever, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird. It it's very weird and different. Um it it is in the same sense as that classroom horror like another um y- you know, uh they they're really going for that classic anime horror school school horror vibe where like students are dying horribly like in the same way in the same light as those those gore scenes from uh from Blood Sea. You know mm-hmm. where it, it's it's all too realistic, in, as realistic of a sense you can get. So, uh, King's Game, very very interesting. If you want to see something horrible and gruesome, all right. Now, why don't we transition to a show that started out as very quin- cringe worthy from my end to actually being quite enjoyable to watch, and that okay. is um, a sister's all you need. Yeah, right. Like, what it's, is- like, okay, so for my, for the listeners, like, I first started watching it, and I stopped watching it 15 seconds into the first episode. Yeah, because and, the beginning was awful. Right, it exactly. Was- it went, but then you realize, no, they're intentionally doing this because they're making fun of the genre and how horrible of a genre it is. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, the first 30 seconds of... Of all you need is what? What is it called? A sister's all you need. A sister's all you need is uh, this. This guy wakes up and he has like this underage little sister sitting on his bed naked, saying like "Good morning," and then like kisses him awake, and then like runs downstairs, makes him breakfast, and she's naked through the entire scene. And um, the fuck, right? Yeah. Okay, see, this is how I reacted to Victoria. Yeah, uh, 
But so Evan stopped, but I persisted because I was like, there's got to be something going on here. And there was about <laughs> a minute later, uh, you have this editor character say, like, just screaming, like, stop, stop. <laughs> this is so messed up. And um, there's the and so what the show is really about is this uh, kid who's in high school who is, no, no, oh, it, no, no, he's 20. Okay, so good. So he's twenty. Well, I, I'm getting confused because there have been so many anime out recently where there have been like they're actually or... of legal age to drink because the latest episode they have most of the people going to a bar in Okinawa. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Which so... is a great change of pace, by the way. I'm happy that they're actually focusing on adult characters for once. Right. Okay. See, and that's why I was getting confused is because like everybody who's doing these impossible things, like no high schoolers really a famous mangaka who who makes you know thousands of dollars a month. You know, like right, it, it, like this is hardcore creeped out by this dude. Yeah. Okay. So, so this dude, he makes his career off of writing light novels specifically with little sister characters in them, and he's obsessed. That's problem. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Well, but he doesn't have a list, little sister of his own. Is the problem? He oh. has a little. He has a younger brother. Oh, so you animals. haven't watched? Um, you haven't watched the second episode. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Is there? A, does he have a little sister? Just uh, keep watching. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I makes me more uncomfortable. No, I've <laughs> I've only seen the first episode so far because I've been trying to keep up with trying to still watch first episodes of other shows. Um, so, but there was something really, really interesting that happened for the rest of the show. It was real adult writers who write light novels as a career sitting down and talking about what makes a good uh, novel because the... and not to mention they also like just shoot the shit they play just a couple of like adult games and just enjoy each other's company yeah and there were like because this character got his manuscript rejected because it was so horrible and messed up based on that first scene that they spend the rest of the episode say, saying like okay let's talk about what like what makes us all good writers uh and it was super intriguing like it turned into something that was like wow this was like the most interesting anime that i've seen of literally 22 minutes of characters sitting around a table and just talking with each other. The scene never changes throughout the whole thing. There's like a flashback or two in there for a minute or, or maybe like two minutes. But mm -hmm. the, the rest of it is them sitting in this dude's apartment who just got his manuscript rejected and talking about writing. That's it. Mm -hmm. Which was right. like... Sounding. It's actually really good. Like it's very entertaining. Uh, one of the characters has actually become the top contender so far for my uh, for waifu of the fall season. Yeah, is really. Blue haired girl who keeps who keeps uh, coalescing him for sex. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> but the, she, but she's funny with it. It's really hilarious because when I was in college, like. Okay, when I was in college, I knew a lot, like, I had a lot of lesbian friends, and they actually acted like that character in this show. Yeah. Like, the first time that you're introduced to her, she knocks on his door, and she's with a friend, and they're, they're all going over to this guy's house to have dinner, and, like, she greets him with, hey, how you doing? Let's have sex. Like, like casually like that. 
you know, and and everybody else is freaked out by the fact that she said that. And she was just like, what? I'm just saying hi, you know, like (laughs) because she has this obsession that she wants to marry him someday. And so that's the way that she expresses that by by joking around with him like that. Right. So. And, and she does. And there are a couple things that she does that are fan servicey. Just to warn, just to warn you, John Star, when you start watching it. Okay. But I will say that she is a very funny character, and she is surprised, despite the fact that there is a lot of sex humor that surrounds her. She's actually quite well written as a character. I'm very surprised. Right. Yeah. It's a. It's still teeters on that edge of tropey. But there's like this little hint of realism to it that we haven't right. really see that often. And I feel like like that was the fatal flaw of Aramanga Sensei. Like Aramanga Sensei tried oh, yeah. to be this thing and be, oh. and we were like, No, you're trash. Yeah. Scissors all you need is like people know this genre is trash. Let's go for broke with this character, but let's put him in a legit real setting. And yeah. I th- feel like that's what makes this show a lot better than Arrow Manga Sensei is. Right. And, and I agree with you. I, I, I totally agree that Arrow Manga Sensei has, like, no place standing next to this one. No. It's made, I, by, it's made by famous people yes. who have made shows, like, good shows in the past, but it's still just that really trashy show. Right. I, but, um... But with the sisters, all you need is made by Silverlink, who are the same people who did like Non Non Biori. Uh, they last summer they did uh, Restaurant to Another World. They've had the, some hits, they've had some misses, but I feel like like this show is going to get them right back on track as being very well respected again. I think so, but I have a feeling that not many people are going to watch it because they're going to be scared away. One by the opening scene, right? And, t- and two by the fact that some people might actually find it really boring. Which is a shame, because it is a very enjoyable show. Like, I was... Like, thank you, John, for pushing me to keep on going with the show, because <laughs> I would have skipped it. And I don't regret going back. It's actually very well done. It might... I'm If, if it keeps going the way it does, I might actually be buying the show when it gets released on Blu-ray, because Funimation's doing a simul-dub for it, too. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I always go watch Funimation, and this is, this sounds so strange. I don't know if I'd want to. But it's switch. it's really strange. I don't know. Yeah, it's really strange. Now, now speaking of a show that I wish I could support, that is currently airing right now, but I know I can't because Anaplex of America is the one that licensed licensed it, uh-huh. and you know their DVDs are going to be mad expensive. Let's talk yeah. about. Probably the big surprise of the fall season, and that is Blend S. Yeah, okay. I was going to mention that one next, actually, anyways, because, yeah, isn't Blend S strange? It's strange, Um, but it's so fucking good. Yeah. Okay, so here's Blend S. We're introduced to this character who can't do anything. Like she, She's struggling to get a job. She needs a job desperately. But she can't get one because all of her the people who ever interview her turn her away because she has this look on her face. She has rest, uh, RBF. She has resting bitch face. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's, that's what... I yeah. knew lots of girls with it. <laughs> they, they, but they, they don't say that. They describe it that her eyes are so unwelcoming and everything like that. In the magical world of the mouse, we call it resting dragon face. 
Uh, have a Disney day. Um, so <laughs> magical day. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, what's this one called again? Blend, Blend S. S. I'm I'm googling everything you guys talk about to like yeah. look at it and oh wow yeah she does. So this girl, um, she bumps into this guy in the subway and uh, this guy thinks that she's beautiful uh, and everything, which makes her feel better. But then she goes to this cafe where she runs into this guy again who is now completely obsessed head over heels for her. And the reason for that is because this guy runs a cafe that has themed maids in it. Um, and, oh. and, yes. hit, and the maid... And and he wants to hire her on the spot for her arresting dragon face, so that um, <laughs> she can be the um, sadistic like, one. Is the sadistic like the sadistic? Because uh, they have sadistic who- sudere little sister, and we should probably point out that the reason why she wants a job is because she wants to save up and travel the world. Right. Yeah. She wants. Yeah. She wants to go to. And the guy who runs the cafe is from Italy. Yeah. Um. So each so each uh, each waitress in this cafe has a different moe theme to them, but they're nothing like their character. So there's this tall blonde girl who um, is the sundere uh, waitress, but she's a very nice, open, warming person who wears her uh, emotions on her sleeve. There's yes. the, our main character, who is. Uh, um, this really nice, sweet girl, but she is this sadistic dominatrix sort of uh, waitress because of her resting dragon face. Um, and then uh, there's the little sister character who's a thirty year old, but she's small, <laughs> but she's small and petite, and has that high pitched voice to call everybody Oni Chan. Um, she's probably and- my favorite character in the show because just out of the blue, she does something hilarious. Yeah. Um, you think um you guys did you guys play skyrim no uh, no not as much there's this character in it that like if you end up joining like the vampires or no not the vampires sorry if you end up joining the blood brothers uh-huh. they have this little girl with them that's actually a vampire so she's this tiny little thing and she talks about murdering people all the time she's just standing there like oh hello like super sweet little girl and then she's terrifying as fuck. That's really funny. What I just pictured. Sorry. <laughs> and while you were talking about that, I pictured that anime dance in the vampire bund, which probably is totally different from the Skyrim character. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Learn things. Yes. I, I that Blend S sounds really cool. I literally yeah. have a Word document open. I'm just taking notes. It is very, like, it is super enjoyable, which is why I'm sad that Anaplex of America has a license because I know I'm never going to buy this show. It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost a hundred dollars for two episodes. Yes, uh, it's right. not nineteen ninety seven. Anaplex, <laughs> stop it. Anaplex still sells VHS tapes with four episodes on them at a time, oh and <laughs> selling them for forty dollars each. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, what did you real real quick? Let's just go through this one real quick. What did you think of Kono Hanakitan? I think that show is a gem. I yeah. like it. I think it's adorable. I was very surprised to see it's from the same studio that did Assassination Classroom and Magical Girl Raising Project and Monster Musume because it's, it's very it's calming. Like, yeah, it's, it's nothing like any of those shows. It's nothing like any of those shows. It's calming. Classroom. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that yeah, that's... Man. Yeah, it's such a great <laughs> show. But man, that show is like... That's your soul healing show of the fall. 
Yeah, it's relaxing. It's that Sunday night show to watch and go to sleep it to. It looks super yeah. cute. It yeah, is it's, so it's good. Just animal girls. It's just animal girls running in a, a own sun, and you can see them take a, a hot springs bath uh, every once in a while. <laughs> like literally, that's all the show is. Uh, and then learn how to do things properly as a hostess in a onsen. So, um, yeah, but it's not. Show. But Back it's not perverted TV. in a perverted. Can no, I s- it's not. Yeah, it's actually not perverted. It's it, not like, perverted. Really. You know it's, what? Uh, Can I say that? I don't know if you saw the most recent episode when they dealt with the sexual harasser. I loved how they handled that. They really? did it in a very realistic way. Interesting. I did not watch it, but uh, that's interesting to know, and I will find out. Okay. Uh, the reason why I wanted to go through that one so fast, not only because we are going, um, we're kind of running out of time here, yeah. but also I want to talk about the show that I'm probably going to write for my article uh, this this season, um, which is anime guitarist. Okay, because I did try to watch that show and I really couldn't get into it. So I watched. Really? The, yeah, I I tried to watch it and I was like, I'm not really feeling anything from these characters. Oh man, I thought it was really funny. Like, see, I, the way that uh, you and Andrew are like new game. That's kind of the way I feel about this one. Um, I, I, there's something really charming about it uh, where they take tr- tropey characters and turn them on their heads like this blonde rich girl who uh, says good day to everybody and like this uh, sticking up their nose to society sort of thing. Uh, and that, But then she's so obsessed with anime that she completely turns around her character uh, altogether in obsession over it. But it's because of this girl who uh, knows nothing about anime but wants to learn more about it. And like so they start this anime club. And then there's the butler that can move at the speed of light, which is like, oh, man, I'm watching the third episode tonight. I love it so much. <laughs> you see, like when you're talking about like the like the tropes being like, Reversing, I just think back to Blend S, and I feel like they that show does it a little bit better than yeah. Anime Garadas did. Like what I feel for those the characters in Blend S, I don't feel for Anime Garadas. Even when you had the annoying talking animal appear out of nowhere, like that was weird to me. Uh, yes. I will admit that was very strange and very off putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not perfect, but I am I'm immensely enjoying the show, and I think it's because of the art in it. Um, the way that they communicate emotion is so different and unique in this show. And uh, I've, I've been really enjoying the facial expressions that they've been drawing on their characters with the dialogue that's been delivered. Um, I think that it's just being uniquely and masterfully done in a way that's keeping me hooked on what each character says to one another. Um, and it's, it, it, I, I think that the, it also, the, here's part of it too. They actually have a good ratio of male to female characters in the show as well. Uh, in the second episode, they finally put the club together, and there's three males and three females, which uh, they typically don't do in shows like this. It's usually like maybe there's one guy and then like seven females that all you know are different, varying body types and moe types. Um, but they don't do that in this show. They actually you know have well balanced characters that really strive to want to create a really great anime club and then in the end of the second episode we're introduced to our villain 
who is the student council president, who is like that, like we talked about last episode where we talked about that dick dastardly kind of villain character who's like, I'm going to foil your plans and shut down the anime club. <laughs> so like, it, it's, it's funny. I, I think, yeah, I think that, uh, that, it, it has this really potent, really nice potential to it, and I want to, I want to keep watching. All right, because I know we're running short on time. I'll maybe save the other new show I'm watching, maybe for the next episode. Uh, so no, go go ahead. Just uh, oh, okay. My girlfriend is show bitch, which is the oh, new, okay. which is like I, the new I, one for uh, Yuki Aoi, and I actually like this show because it has that uh, sort of. I don't want to say it's like Shimonetta, but it reminds me of that other, like, Setokai Yakudomo. I think that's how yeah, you yeah, pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, yes, that... uh, Setokai Yakudomo. Okay, so it kind of has that sort of sex humor to it, where it's more, like, pun-styled, and it does get, a little, does get a little bit naughty, but, like, Yuki Aoi, who is quickly becoming another one of my all-time favorite, like, Japanese voice actresses. She played Tanya and Tanya the Evil. She was Madoka, Madoka Magica. She was the Aho Girl in Aho Girl. She's continuously proving that she could play any role perfectly. And I just thought the, the show was pretty damn funny to watch. I think that we should revisit this in the next episode anyways, only because I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but... Um... Uh, I will be watching it, and I think that we should watch as much of it as possible so that we can actually discuss, because I'm not sure, this sounds like a show that I would not be on board with. Right, which I totally would understand, but um, it's about a guy who confesses uh, to, like, the most popular girl in class, and it turns out that she likes to think that she knows everything about sex, but knows absolutely nothing about it whatsoever. Uh yeah, so, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, when I describe that, it kind of sounds like I am talking about like B got the HK, but I yeah. feel like what B got the HK got a little bit wrong because I did enjoy that show. Uh-huh. I feel like this show does it a little bit funnier. Okay, uh, a little bit more tongue in cheek as opposed to a little bit know. more tongue in cheek. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll watch it um, with res- reservations. Um, my list and check out like an episode or two because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about this one in the first place and if it is anything like we got to HK or anything like that then I, I'm probably going to turn it off pretty quick and not okay. say that I won't I won't give it an episode but I'll, we'll, let's revisit it in the next episode and I'll see what I think of it alright fair uh, enough fair enough but uh, yeah. the main show that I the, the show I'm going to be talking about for returning favorites I am so happy that Kimoto Amaro-chan has, has returned uh, yeah I, watching the first couple episodes made me remember why I love this series in the first place. And it pointed out one of the big flaws of the show from the same people who did Gabriel Dropout. Why that show didn't, like, do as well for me as Hamono Omaro-chan did. And that was right. the balance between Umaro being, the like, the, the star pupil, very good friend, and the very bratty hamster girl. And what right. I like about this season is that it has Umaru slowly coming out of her shell or her hamster hoodie in this case more and more as the series is progressing. Because I don't know if a lot any either of you noticed, but the manga is actually going to be ending in just a couple more chapters, which is why I'm thinking that they're doing the second season to wrap up the show as well. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like like the more that the show is progressing, the more Umaro is becoming the person that she wants to be rather than the little crazy hoodie bratty little sister. And I have to give them props for actually evolving the character more than they did in the first season. Interesting. That's that's a very interesting thing for the kind of show that it is. It typ- you typically don't see character development for main characters in these kinds of shows. Right. And what cuz this season it feels like it's doing 50-50. 50% of the time it's Umaru as the hamster girl, 50% of the time it's Umaru in her regular human form, whether it is as Umaru the student or when she is in disguise as UMR who's like the big popular hardcore gamer in the arcades. Right. I like what they're doing with this show. And not to mention, I feel like the end theme of this show is slowly becoming my favorite end theme of 2017. Uh-huh. Like, it is catchy as hell. And there's okay. a, it's like, it literally is a brand new hamster dance. Nice. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> my I, returning, yeah. That's, I am so that's happy. good. I am so happy this show is back. And, like, when this show comes out in Blu-ray, because I have the first season on Blu-ray. Season two is definitely going to be going up there. I still haven't decided yet if I'm buying Sword Oritaria. Like, which was another, which I did like, but I wasn't in love with, like, the original Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. But these three episodes alone that I have watched of Himoto Omaro-chan are has told me, yes, when this is coming out on Blu-ray, I am totally buying it. I'm supporting this show. It is that good. Very nice. Yeah. My returning show is still Food Wars. I love that one. It's right. been good this season. It's been a lot of fun. I through the first freaking, like, five minutes of Food Wars. I was like, are you fucking serious <laughs> right now? <laughs> push through, Victoria. If we can push through naked little sisters kissing their brothers <laughs> for... I don't even want to start with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, so let's if, move on. Because I to... have an eight-year-old sister, and I really don't want to. No. Oh no! <laughs> Trust me. I don't want to watch one. that. No thanks. I, I, I. That's not even like that's understandable, but like I, I, I don't think that you need that as a prerequisite to not like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like just saying. I'm just. Um, it's, it's, no. <laughs> just keep in mind that the first minute is a fucking parody. It's what it is. It's a, like, like, like I said, like I've all turned it off the first time I watched it, and then John was like, "No, keep going, keep going." And I'm like, "Okay, this is actually pretty entertaining." <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got to keep going. Um, so let's move on to some fan service, which I've put most of it right here in the, within the show so there's not a lot to go through the only thing that we have left is um uh our wicked fan scott from the uk he got back to us about the movie that he saw uh, the night is short walk on girl um which was a great companion piece to to tommy galaxy since it involves a lot of the same character designs in different uh situations um, but not only is the same character designs an animator uh, and the band uh, was doing the songs, but they're also based off of the same books uh, as well. Um, so he, he uh, seemed to really enjoy that. Uh, and then he wanted to point out a couple things because we talked about Cardcaptor Sakura in uh, the that episode, in episode 123, um, yep. where he said that he really loved Cardcaptor Sakura uh, when it was on Nickelodeon in the UK in the early 2000s. Um, and they also got the uncut version of Cardcaptor. 
In the UK, maybe. Okay, I was just saying. Yeah, it was Kids WB here in America. Yeah, right. That makes more sense. But the thing of it is, in the UK, they got the uncut version of Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah, and because uh, the way that he described it is because it's clamp, it was so gay. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Well, I mean, still so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there were some like I wouldn't say openly gay relationships, but there were. There, Lee was Lee fell in love with like one of the older men on the show, but then you found out it was because he was drawn to this character's power. But there is like the possible romantic like love that Sakura's friend has for her. Yeah. Tomoyo? Yes, Tomoyo. Yeah, but... I'm... I'm you know, that... Or Sakura card capture. Like, whole... <laughs> like, me too, me too. I, I still... <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I still stand by and say that that's probably one of the greatest anime ever made. Yeah, it's Because they did... It is. Like, I would actually say it is the greatest anime ever made. It was ever made. my first... That one and Inuyasha were my first animes that I got into. And I know I've repeated this. Carol Barrels is the first plushie I've ever had so of an anime. Cute. And I <laughs> won him. Or her. Yeah, I won him. I won Carol Barrels. And that he is still, like, one of my favorite plushies, mainly because he holds a special part of my childhood. Um, now, for the last part, he has a little bit of speculation. He hasn't watched Neo Yokio yet. But okay. uh, he might have a uh, a little bit of information or, or a theory on the whole Toblerone thing. Um, so he wanted to connect it to uh, a par- to parodying the product placement from Code Geass, where Pizza Hut product placement yes. was a huge thing. Uh, at then, but then again, you could also link it to like all the Carl's Jr. that's been in shows yep. and stuff like and, that. Um, recently. In Same uh, thing. the recent episode of A Sister's All You Need, they go to an A and W restaurant in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Which I googled, there are three A and W restaurants in Okinawa. Really? Really? Uh, all right. Um, and, and there are and- zero in New England. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Scott also just wanted to say really quick that as a European person, uh, he has also seen the giant Toblerones, um, and they're mostly in airports as uh, as like you know how we get the giant Reese's cups and Snickers. Yes, they have the Toblerones in the UK. <laughs> so there and you go. again, I have never seen a single person at the place I work. I've never seen anyone buy a Toblerone. <laughs> that might yeah. change, though. That might change if this show gets popular. You know, actually, I'm pretty sure we sold them at, at my work for a while too. Like every once in a while, they're on like, the bottom shelf. You can just grab some, but no one ever does. Just, I yeah. told you. See, <laughs> you just... see, it's not just me. It's just, it's not just me. No, so no one, no one buys them, but we sell them. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them. In the year and a half I've worked there, I think I've sold one. <laughs> we brought in a new flavor of Toblerone. And now that one's still sitting on the shelf with nobody buying it. <laughs> American Toblerone. <laughs> so America version. Yeah. Anybody, if any, Evan, if anybody ever buys a Toblerone in your store when you're when when you're there, just give them the old fashioned side wink, you know, like the "I gotcha, yeah. I understand." <laughs> Do you and deserve that's all we have for... Toblerone? 
And that's all we have for fan service. Uh, so let's move on to some shameless plugs and get out of here. Yes. Uh, if you have any way in on the new shows this season, anything that we should be watching or that we're not watching, or if you disagree with us, email us to be a part of the conversation at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com where you can drop us a message in a line. Uh, send us a personal message through that, that messenger thing, which is pretty cool. Um, and... Yeah, and tell us uh, um, all like the stuff that we should be watching. Um, I have, like, you a can list of things I should check out. I'm trying to get back into it all. There you go. Tell Victoria, um, and then <laughs> don't tell her it's gory. <laughs> it's, no, go it's that easy. It's that easy. Um, so uh, Twitter, you can find us at Yo Wicked Anime if you want to tweet at us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, where if you rate and review our podcast, you uh, give us a five star review, and then we'll read your review on the show because we love you so much. Um, as a thanks for being our fan, uh, you can find us at YouTube.com/slash Wicked Anime Reviews, where you find all of our content, videos, and everything like that. Um, and you can find both our podcast and our videos on uh, nerdyshow.com, which uh, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime has everything that you'll need under the sun, including a wicked anime's must watch article, which will be coming out. It'll probably be out by the time that this episode airs. Um, so I'll link it into the description below. Um, be sure to uh, follow us on SoundCloud. You can also find our uh, podcast on Stitcher and uh, Audio Boom and Anywhere that that podcasts are available, you can find us. Um, if you want to rate and review us anywhere else, you can go to Podchasers, where uh, you can uh, rate and review our podcast there as well. Um, the, that is the ultimate place to find any podcast whatsoever. So I highly recommend going to Podchasers. Uh, there is a mobile version of it now, so you can get it on your phone to get... Uh, everything recommended to you it's great so um i think that's everything did, did i catch everything i think everything important i imagine that we're going to be setting up uh, a time to go on to uh wicked anaplay very soon because i've been playing the crap out of senron kagura peach beach splash and it is crazy fun yeah we'll have to do that very soon just watching the yeah. adorable clip that he just sent us oh yeah. yes that's <laughs> the end theme to himoto armaro chen r uh okay i'll have to i'll have to watch that as well yeah, like you're about to see why it's my favorite, probably my favorite like, ending for 2017. All right, Evan, where can they find you? Okay, so for the recent news reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, at Twitter at kingbabyduckesh, on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash omnistryinc. And I'll even throw an Instagram at omnistry, at, that's O-M-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bastard Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and 
nerd crave. And I think that's about it. Great. I have something. So you do? Well, kind of. Tell I us, Victoria. I raised my hand like you two could see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working out 13 hour days, okay? Um, so well, of course, I, Victoria, we're all sitting in the same room at the Wicked Anime Studios. Yeah, obviously. Um, so <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule, and the next time that we would probably be recording would be the 5th, I believe. So okay, not probably. Not Comic Con, but. Uh, the day before that, which is the fourth, I don't know if this is, this isn't going to be out before that, is it? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it should. Okay, be. yeah, it should uh, be. Let me check my calendar. Uh, well, should, yeah, yeah we're, I am part of an extra yeah. life group. Oh, due to the bro table, and we're actually playing on the fourth, so the day before we record, it's going to be crazy. It's literally twenty-four hours of video gaming. Uh, if anyone wants to donate, just go ahead and Google that extra life due to the bro table. You can donate if you find me. I mean, I would greatly appreciate it because the rest of my apartment is kicking my ass in donations. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do 24-hour gaming to like, gaming for charity, essentially. It's going to be awesome helping kids, you know, with video games because we're like that. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. very cool. I, we should do that so sometimes. It's yeah. I'm excited because, like, I mean, you guys know I play video games as much as I can. Like, I got an Xbox because these guys never go on the fucking PlayStation ever. So, <laughs> but yeah, I play all the time. Usually, I will not be surprised if it's going to be a lot of Rainbow Siege because that's what we play repeatedly. I'm still learning. That's also where the name Blitz comes from, which is the name of my new rabbit. But <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing lots of gaming. I will not be surprised there's also D&D in there somewhere because we're all that kind of nerd. So it's going to be me playing video games 24 hours. How about if people donate, I will convince my friends to have me do a horror game again. And it's, ah. yeah, it's all going to be on Twitch and live streamed and everything. Uh, I want to say it's I'm real good at knowing all this information, you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's live stream. Um, Ty Dell underscore games. That's the okay. Twitch that we're going to be on because that's my friend's Twitch. That's essentially our team captain. So T-Y-D-A-L? Yes. Okay. Um, so this episode is coming out on November 2nd, so we'll have plenty of time to advertise beforehand. Yes. Yeah. And Great. Victoria, send me the link too, and I'll post it on the Boston Bastion Brigade Thank Facebook you guys. page. You're welcome. We gotta, we gotta save the children. <laughs> it's for Boston Children's Hospital. That well, I is... believe the children are the future. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I found the link to mine specifically, which is my Hufflepuff picture, which is awesome. But yeah, <laughs> so November 4th, it's going to be 24 hours of fundraising and gaming. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Great. So. All I think right. actually Tensu donated to me. Yay! That was wonderful! I'm, I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm like 98% sure. But yeah. Represent Wicked fans. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Uh, I hope that you will listen to the next one because it is going to be a good one. Andrew's going to be coming home soon. So we have next episode he won't be here, but then the one after that he will be. And we'll be sure to talk about all of his uh, Japan adventures and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, he'll actually be caught up on his sleep by then too, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so we'll... Um, We'll be sure to get him all, uh, get us all caught up in uh, all the cool stuff that he that he buys from Japan, and I hope that he brings to back hear all snacks. the stories and see all the pictures. Like he's so excited, it'll be great to see it. I hope he brings back snacks. 
because all the nasty food you guys try making, like just no, no, thank you. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. It's time to sign off. The only way we know how we will see you next time. Kama. It was Temsu. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I have the, I'm really the one who swears the most and just talks horribly things. And <laughs> you know, I actually had to, I actually had to like like try to match your cursing quota when you're not here. <laughs> so that's why I'm so happy that you're in this episode, so I don't have to say fucking shit as much. Yeah, there's only it, we our our podcast actually ranks down to a PG-13 podcast whenever uh, it's just me and Evan because. <laughs> Usually, there's only, like, one curse word or something like that, and it's like... <laughs> Anyways, like, we still got a ton more to go on to this myself, list. myself, I can legit try. I don't know how it's going to go, but... No, no, it's okay. Victoria, it's okay. you be you. You be you. Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.